Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Now, before we get into the movie segment, I just have one simple question to ask you, okay? Mm-hmm. What TV show do I look like I watch? Okay, so this is something I need, need to think about, and I'll okay. walk you through my thought process. I'm immediately thinking, like, okay, what are the shows everyone's watching right now? And then I'm going to apply them mm-hmm. to you. And then what movies am I, what shows am I watching? Stranger Things seems like something you'd watch. Stranger Things okay. just seems like your vibe. Game of Thrones doesn't seem like it hit neither is westworld so we're staying away from hbo it's a little too serious um okay ozark's the same vein i think it's too serious what else is popular right now the office seems like too normal so okay. i'm gonna rule that one out um i think brooklyn 99 would be something you used to watch but it's not something you'd be interested in now that's fair that's um fair. what else I'm going to say no to Archer. Same thing as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though. I'm going to say no to South Park. I think you would have watched like the first season and be like, and this isn't it. No to fam- Family Guy almost at all. Maybe you've seen a lot of it just because it's been around for a while, but definitely not in the long run. Now we got like the classic How I Met Your Mother. Doesn't seem like your vibe. You're probably familiar, but not into it. Parks and Rec is no. Community seems more up your aisle than the other two. Um, so are you basing this kind of like what you know about me or no, like this is just like your vibe that you give okay off. all vibes all vibes all vibes like i think if someone talked to you they'd be like oh that guy probably isn't into how i met your mother or parks and rec but definitely community there's something about community that seems like more you <laughs> okay okay um i'm trying to think of another one of those shows uh arrested what, development that's exactly what i was about to bring up i was about to like suggest arrested 50, development 50 i feel like it'd be one of those things that you liked either the first couple seasons and it fell off and you either watched it to the end just to finish it or you're like i gave up on it or you're like hey man you gotta skip the first season they're trying to find themselves they get better later like that also seems like something you would say interesting um you are correct for the most part uh the only one that i think you got like straight up wrong is how i met your mother in parks and rec because i did watch both of those through to their entirety in fact how i met your mother was the first like adult sitcom that i watched Mm -hmm. like as a kid um have you? When's the last but, time you watched it? Oh, it, since it ended, really. I think. So this after is my ended, thing: is like I'm judging this off your vibes now. You give off different okay. vibes now than you did then. Okay, fair so, enough. Fair so enough. So I don't think yeah. you now would watch that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this was this question was inspired by a tweet I saw that said like, "Uh, you know your coffee is gonna be good when the barista looks like they've watched three seasons of Steven Universe," and I'm like, "What a very specific." read of a person and i'm like what what tv shows do i look like i watch if people are reading people like that yeah so i would get for our audience who haven't aren't super familiar with you i would say a mixture of stranger things community and what was the other one i said maybe just those i think that's fine now obviously (laughs) knowing you i would say like there's a little bit sprinkling some doctor who in there uh, a little dash of the simpsons earlier seasons you know, um, get some yeah, flash in there. Yeah, put some flash, add a little bit, just the general CW vibe in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I would know that about you. But I think for vibes, I'm going community and Stranger Things. Um, Fair enough. Obviously, we can you can make this a lot shorter because we know people are like checking their watches for movie segment. Uh, what would you give me off of vibes? Not knowing what you uh, know about me. You give off 
hard Entourage vibes. Which is wild because I've never seen it. Yeah, it, it's just, it's one of those big, like, bro shows. Mm-hmm. Like between like it's like nice. Entourage and Ballers are the two shows that I kind of think of, of like that like like we're in the grind, we're dudes doing the grind. Mm-hmm. Like those are like that's the vibe. That's very interesting. <laughs> and I've watched the first season of Ballers, and I think the people who are who are into that show would look at me and be like, "Oh, this guy's a poser." <laughs> yeah. So that's very that's very interesting. All right, Craig, let's keep it moving. It's time yeah. that we talk about Who Am I? One of the most difficult shows and or slash movies. It's a movie that you can find. It's practically impossible. Yes. So we are in week two of our Jackie Chan July theme. We are watching the 1998, I guess, classic. Who yeah. am I? We're going to be doing all spoilers for this movie because there's, we have to, we just have to, the way that we're going to talk about it, we have to. So if you don't want to hear us talk about the movie, you can jump to this time code right here. Time code 2409. So the most wild part, we're clowning on this a lot because we were not able to find Who Am I on any streaming services, which is fine. It happens to us a lot. But what doesn't happen to us pretty much at all is not being able to rent this movie online anywhere. That never happens. If I can't find it, I'm like, I guess I have to pay $4 to watch this on Amazon Prime. That happens occasionally. And I think, like, the DVDs and, like, the Blu-rays, like, those aren't, like, difficult. Like, you could buy them, you know? They're not difficult. You can get them on eBay or whatever. But, like, they're not in production anymore. Right. And so Alex and I... (laughs) Had to watch. <laughs> it's, the, the most embarrassing part about this is that we didn't watch it on a pirating site. Like, we didn't watch it on 123 Movies or anything like that. Like, no, we found somebody that just uploaded it to, like, their personal Facebook page and just watched it. And just watched it there. <laughs> it, was, it was worse than, like, finding it on Reddit. And... The reason why I personally think it's so funny to clown on it so much for this is because on IMDb, it, it, it is his number one known for movie, Jackie Chan, is it's Who Am I and then Rush Hour. So I'm like, oh, surely this movie is accessible. Like, I didn't even think about that when putting it on our on our roster. Yet here we are. We've had a double Wrong. check like classics for decades. I'm like, well, we might not be able to find this stuff. The IP is super old, and we don't know who owns the rights to it. So we have to double-check that stuff all the time. Like Dick Van December, we had to look up a lot of that stuff. It's just too old. This was one of those, why even check? It's his number one. I might not have heard of it, but we're going to find it somewhere. It was nowhere. Um, uh, Dude... I don't even, we can just get into it if you want. Yeah, let's get into it. So this movie is complicated in terms of plot. It's weird. It's weirdly complicated because, so the premise is Jackie Chan is on this like super black ops international strike team that is in South Africa to secure this power source that people are trying to use to weaponize and attack other people with it and they get the power source and on their way and on their way out they get betrayed and their helicopter crashes and before the helicopter crashes Jackie Chan is 
thrown out of the helicopter. He hits a bunch of trees on his way down and survives the impact. And this gives him amnesia. And so now he's this, you know, amnesiac. Jason Bourne entity. Can't remember anything, but has all these super superpowers because now they get martial arts they can like memorize things they're super technical they know how to like jump start a car with like a battery and a rubber band that kind of stuff but they don't know why and so jackie chan is just kind of like wandering through south africa like i don't know who i am i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing and like as this movie progresses he gets like bits and pieces of his former mission kind of like reinstated into him and he meets some other characters along the way that like help guide him but it's basically it's jason Bourne is what it is is it's jason Bourne? um so there's a lot of reasons why this movie doesn't get here's the thing on imdb it's a 6.8 out of 10 which is high which i'm saying right now blows me away (laughs) blows me away this movie was directed by jackie chan it was written by Jackie Chan. And guess what? It stars Jackie Chan. It doesn't make sense, my dude. And that's why yeah. a lot of people say it's so convoluted. It's because, like, hey, man, this guy's not a writer. He's not a director. But he he's running this thing. So I want to cut this movie a little bit of slack. Not, not in terms of, like, rating, but I don't want to, like, absolutely, you know, double down on it. Because this movie came out in an era of weirdly convoluted action movies. You know, this movie is not isolated in that genre in that whole late 90s, early 2000s time frame. And I've discussed this before, you know, like it is just as convoluted as Terminator 3. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, I feel like it's complicated for no reason. They, they had, they were trying to find a way to throw in every trope possible. And it felt like a parody because they were doing that but it was done in a way that i'm like i think this is serious maybe it's a satire it was just very confusing because it was it had every trope and it felt legit but there was comedic moments so for me i'm like is this whole thing a comedy and i'm just not in on it or is it just these comedic moments in a very serious action film that's just not good it was it was kind of hard to follow and on that note like every the reason why this movie is complicated is because it's under the impression that the more layers it has, the more validity it has as like a real movie and the more interesting it is. Right. You know, it's like an inception. Every time we go deeper in a dream, this gets the challenge gets harder. The mission gets harder. It re like reinforces the concept. What ends up happening is you're like halfway in, you're like pausing the movie being like, so what is going on? Who are the bad guys? Who's chasing him? Like, what's happening right now? This movie really wanted to not be just another action movie. And in doing so, kind of tripped itself over and over and over again. Right. It had a million bad guys. You truly didn't know who to trust, but that wasn't on purpose. Because we knew we knew the bad guys were. He didn't. Like, we knew when these people were working behind his back. So what ended up happening is that we looked like we were following a protagonist who was clueless, which I guess is the point because he had amnesia. But, like, we knew everyone he talked to was a bad guy, pretty much. There was one surprise, and it really wasn't much of a surprise. Yeah. And Um, so there are are a few plot twists in this movie, specifically in terms of character, that 
I think they do a pretty uh, obvious job of foreshadowing. Like, uh, along the way, this character, whose name is Who Am I? Oh, I mean, his he, real name is Jackie Chan. Yes. In the movie, but, but he forgets it. And he's just like, what's your name? And it's, his name is Who Am I? People call him Who Am I? And so this character meets like a race car driver and a reporter along the way. And specifically with the reporter, she starts doing some stuff that's like, they were like, hey, where'd you learn how to do that? Where'd you learn how to do that? And we're like, oh, so she's like probably an agent or something, right? Yeah, she's undercover, like. She's reporters don't know how to do that. And, and they're coy about it until like the last like 30 minutes of the movie. And she's like, I'm part of the CIA. And we're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. And I feel like she was like, I was part of the CIA. And he goes, are you sure? And we're like, well, does any of this matter? Like it was just, oh, oh okay, bro. I think uh, on top of the plot, which was convoluted, the acting left something to be desired. And this so-called reporter, the actress playing this reporter has never acted before. Never happened. She was around set and Jackie Chan liked her and said, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And she's like the second or third lead. And you can tell she's never done this before. Yeah. And I like and I liked her character. I did. But I agree that, you know, there was probably a little bit more rehearsal that could have been done. She just didn't feel as natural in this role as one would like to see. For me, it was distractingly bad. Top 10 worst acting performances we've ever had on the podcast. Easy top Uh, 10. Maybe top five. Wow. She was just bad, bro. Like, if you go into the trivia for this movie, which is... Not saying much. There's like nine things. It's it's pretty hard to find. The first thing is this character, this actor referring to Michelle, never considered acting. But on set for the movie, when she tried to interview Jackie Chan, he was struck by her and asked her to audition for the movie, which she did and landed a co-starring role. Now, there's a couple questions I have about this. So when you were filming this movie, which she is on set for, did you not have a person for this character? (laughs) Or did you have one and they got fired? Or did you write her in? Like, she wasn't part of the story, but now she is. Let me tell you, all three of those things are alarming. And this is very concerning. And I think it shows on screen that this movie is, like, haphazardly thrown together. I think that there are all... I do want to say, as far as an action movie goes, I like I like the action bits. The action bits were fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm just getting more and more impressed with Jackie Chan. He has a couple of these. I'm like, how is he doing it? I literally don't know how he's doing this. I mean, okay. There's one. Actually, I don't even remember the scene very well. I know the very end, there is a rooftop fight scene that lasts 15 minutes. Yeah, very. That I know that scene is like pretty iconic. Just the, the, the specifically the exchange where it's like there are two options. Either you take the disc and jump off or you give us the disc and you and we throw you off. And then Jackie Chan's like, I like the third option where I beat the both of you and I don't go off at all or something like that. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if that's from this movie or it's something that has to be said in every action movie. The third option. Yeah. It didn't mean anything to me. All I know is that they were fighting for so long. It I was pretty long. I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm like, anything could happen at this point. I don't know if we're all going to die. I don't know if like someone's gonna go off the roof and the other person's gonna run away like it was going on for so long i didn't know who was hurt if anybody was hurt if this was gonna keep on happening this happens in the last 30 minutes of the movie and it's 15 of the last 30 minutes if not more it might actually be more it's crazy and when we reached the third act 
that's when like the pieces are kind of supposed to start coming together. But what ends up happening is it's just kind of like a two person board meeting for like 10 minutes. Oh, my about gosh. Like financial transfers and um, like with, last minute negotiations with a and, person who's supposed to be a gangster. This is taking place in the 90s. It looks like it's taking place in the 20s. And a guy looks like a cartoon character. This bad guy looks ridiculous. So <laughs> do you want to guess why I put this movie on the roster? Mm, I don't think I could, to be honest with you. Okay. Because I have seen a single scene from this movie. I've seen one scene from this movie. And it's when... <laughs> it's when... It's about halfway through the movie. It, uh, who am I? And the race car driver and the reporter are just... They're on the side of the road. They're okay. talking about where they need to go next. And he's just like, I just want my life back. I just want my life back. And then he climbs on top of a hill. There's this helicopter oh. shot. And oh. he just screams... Who am I? Just like off to God and everyone. And I had seen that scene isolated before. And I'm like, I got to see the context for that scene. When that happened, I was angry. I was just (laughs) mad at this movie. And, And it's one of those things, like you said, where like this movie is so cheesy you have to imagine it's some sort of it's gotta be a there's parody. some sort of self-awareness to it. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where if you're in class, right? And you all had to film videos, right? And one of them is so bad it's funny, you have to go, they have to know this was trash, right? There's no way it got all the way this far and we're presenting it to the class and they don't know how bad this is. So there's that. And it was it was rough. There's another scene early on. Because he gets saved by an indigenous people, right? Of South Africa, yes. Of South Africa. And he's like blending in. And that whole sequence of events was just weird. Yeah. And I don't think he was blending in. I think it was more of a... He'd been like accepted into the tribe. Yeah. He, he was, yeah, like he was surviving with them. Yeah. And it assimilating. Felt perfect. weird. Like he was it one of them weird. also. And an untold amount of time had passed. It I think like they time. mention. I think they mention it was like six weeks or something. Oh, like I thought it was six it, years because he knew like a part of the language. <laughs> it was he had like a place in that tribe. So I'm like, oh, he's been out there for years, straight up years. I thought that because it's. I'm like, no one is now a part of the leadership and has been. It just didn't make sense. Online, it says that he spends weeks recuperating from his wounds, and that's when he finds the rally cars. Several miles away. Well, I thought it was like 300 weeks. So <laughs> it was uh, off-putting and so weird. This movie, the, so I guess the big thing to take away from this movie is like the storytelling itself left a lot to be desired. There are you're, cool you're, action you're, sequences. Right. There's, there's a kernel of... Uh, of a of a good movie in here, it's there. I can see it. It's just it it got it gets so bogged down with how densely it wants to tell this story that it doesn't let itself just be a movie. Sometimes this movie feels like one of those AIs that reads a hundred action scripts and says, "All right, I can write this." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Hey, man, we can tell." 
this is not human. <laughs> it didn't it just didn't make sense. Um, I mean, did you feel anything when you were watching this? Like, oh my gosh, this is super suspenseful. They're getting chased. I'm, I'm worried for them. Oh geez, I hope these people end up together. I didn't feel anything. I felt remorse for watching this movie. I... I mean, there was like a little bit of like, I hope that he gets his memory back. You know, I was I was still rooting for the protagonist, even towards the end when it was like very clearly like, okay, he's going to he's going to save the day. He's going to win. You know, there was still moments of like. I wanted to root for this protagonist. And I honestly, for what it's worth, I did like the main trio from this movie. I did like the combination of him, the rally car driver, and the journalist. Like you said, I agree that, you know, the acting isn't necessarily together, but I think the three of them did have chemistry together, and I did like seeing them on screen together. Like when the, especially the rally car driver, I think specifically because she does a very good job at adding charisma and character to all the driving scenes that were in this movie. Like watching her go all baby driver as she was uh, avoiding those cars was very cool to watch. The alleyway scene, I saw it coming, but I'm like, I know they did this practically. This is done for real. And this might be the first time I've ever seen it or it was ever done. There is a one of those. This alley is too thin, um, too narrow for our car to drive through. So we're going to have to put this thing on two wheels. Yeah. Blows me away, dude. It was so cool. The act, dude, this movie is just just cut out everything that's not action. And let me watch it. I, I hope that's not every Jackie Chan movie. But it's one of those things are like, just keep the stunts. And get rid of everything else. But I guess you can't make movies like that. It'd just be a YouTube video. So I'm going to give this, I think, a five and a half. Okay. I'm giving this a 3.75. It's just Interesting. It's just the acting was rough. The tropes were too much. The cheesy scenes were too cheesy. And I felt at the end, I'm like, I don't know if I'm too dumb to understand this is all a joke or this movie's that bad. I couldn't tell. Now, this is one of those movie ratings where I do have to ask, has our converse? This is one of those ratings where it feels like you weren't going to go that harsh in the paint. But once we started talking about it, you kind of had no room to go with your anger except up. And it did not help this movie's case the longer we talked about it. So here's the thing. I put this... Uh, review down five days ago when I watched the movie. When I looked at this review, I'm like, man, I really didn't like this movie. I Now, thinking back to it, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. But apparently, this, I wrote this review an hour after I watched it. So this is like, that's the most authentic review I could give it. I don't. Well, and th- then, I think now reviewing it, it's probably like a high four. Sure. But I'm going to stay think- authentic to how I felt while <laughs> watching it and immediately after. And I think that that is an important conversation in terms of film review is, you know, what is more important, the way you feel right after or how you feel after you've been able to think about it for a while. And I think an argument can be made for both. I I think how you feel is also important, but also don't put all your stock in that. Let yourself think for a little bit afterwards and you can revisit it. You can do both. I think the thing is, is I always put stock in how I feel while watching it and immediately after because that'll determine whether or not I watch it again. Because if it's if I'm going to feel that again when I watch it, I'm not going to do it. If it's high while I'm watching it, but I, afterwards I think, oh man, that was a dumb movie. I feel stupid for liking it. But when I go watch it again, I'm in love with it. Well, what I'm feeling in the moment is what matters. 
I want instant gratification, bro. I don't want to get philosophical and be like, well, maybe I just didn't understand it. There's metaphors for this thing. Yeah, but when I was watching it, it was whatever. So that when I'm giving movies ratings, nine times out of 10, it's about rewatchability. And this movie, I'm never watching again in my life, mostly because I'll never be able to find it again. (laughs) All right, Alex, what's our improv segment this week? I got a new one, bro. I'm cranking out some new content, and this one's called Isolated Incidents. Greg, I've realized over our time that there are a lot of things that I'm good at playing and not good at playing, and same thing with you. I also realized that in movies and cinema together, we've watched a lot of like actors portray things that didn't seem real. Like If I have to watch one more actor play like a drunk person or a high person, it just doesn't feel real. So you and I are just going to craft each other's characters with extreme detail and then have them meet each other and we're not going to say where or how or what's going on. They're just going to interact with each other and it needs to be specific. We're looking for five characteristics and we're looking for like, are they hungry? Are they under the influence? What nationality? How old are they? We need this to really shape who the character is. So the other person doesn't have room to wiggle for character, but everywhere as far as what's going on in the scene. Okay. We're going to see how authentically we can pay these characters. Do you, do you want to go back and forth in terms of character traits? Sure. We can do that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now, I really want you to play like a born and raised lower class New Yorker. Okay. I'm going to have to write this down because we're going to have to do so much. (laughs) Yeah. Middle class New Yorker. Born and raised. I said, I said lower class. I said, I said born and raised lower class New Yorker. That's all I said. Okay. You, I mean, I've been leaning towards Southern, but we're going to go like SoCal, super like Valley. Um, Okay. Never been outside of like Orange County in LA. Okay. You have only worked hard physical labor jobs and you have an entitlement about yourself because of it. Okay. You have a lisp that comes out when you get stressed. Um, okay. Result of some like childhood trauma. You have an on again, off again girlfriend that you are trying to make work harder than she is. Good grief. Okay. <laughs> uh, you recently left a uh, polyamorous relationship. Okay. Um, and it's because they kicked you out. They're all still together. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Evicted from polyamory. <laughs> Yikes. They all broke up with you. <laughs> Um, we'll do like two more. You, okay. You are in your early thirties mm-hmm. and you are in a, a one bedroom apartment. Okay. Um, you are early twenties, previous childhood actor, but for a very small amount of time, you are a reoccurring extra on like sweet life is that and Coney, um, <laughs> Drake and Josh, uh, I Carly, like you were just in the background all the time um you paid your parents bills but now you have no money at all like your parents blew it but you were super famous for like a three-year period of time but you were never like a named character you're one of those people that does not open up easily but it's one of those like once the shell is cracked you see the light shine through kind of things gotcha um so you have started um a professional relationship with a new psychiatrist and you are currently trying to find your uh, medication cocktail and you haven't quite hit it so you tend to have mood swings um and it occasionally makes you narcoleptic (laughs) okay 
golly. So, to review, my character is a lower class, uh, born and raised New Yorker. Um, I am a blue collar through and through my entire life, hard labor. Um, and I, that is a part of my personality and I judge those who don't. Um, I have a come and go girlfriend who is not contributing and I really need her to start working more than she would like to. I'm in my early thirties and I live in a one bedroom apartment and I don't open up easily, but once I do, I'm super vulnerable. And I am... Uh, an Orange County native that gets a bit of a speech impediment when I get stressed. I ha- I was recently evicted from my polyamorous relationship, and I am in my early 20s. I used to be a child actor, and that is uh, kind of part of my personality, especially since I don't have any money to show for it. And I am currently a little narcoleptic because of the meds I'm taking. All right. We're not even going to pick a location. I'll f- I'm sure we'll figure it out. In the scene, I'm not going to give us a conflict. We'll figure that out as well. Um, I guess we'll see what happens, bro. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, I'm new here. Uh, you want to show me where I can uh, relieve myself? Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, like, there's a bathroom in the back, I guess. Uh, you just kind of have to go around that uh, t-shirt stand over there. Hey, man, don't talk to me like you know me, you know? I just, I'm new here. You've been here for, like, what, another two months longer than me? I'm, I'm used to working with my hands. So all this, like, retail crap, it ain't me. So don't come at me with that attitude. I don't understand where you're coming from, bro. I just, like, you ask me a question, and I'm just here to answer it for you. Hey, see, this passive-aggressive dance we're doing, it's not going to work out for you, bro. I've been working, dude, I've been working... So long. I I remember the Nixon administration. Okay? And I wasn't even alive for that. So next time, don't bro that, me. I'm your elder. Treat me with some respect. Okay, okay. Um, Listen, we don't need to raise our voices, okay? Just like we need to keep the situation calm. And I, I, you just go do your thing and I'll just stay right here, man. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to listen, man. I don't know what kind of thing you're going through. I can tell you're stressed out. Let me tell you something about myself, all right? My broad, she ain't working. And I, I just got this job. I don't know what they're paying you. I'm getting paid like, what, $15 an hour, all right? It, it's not going to pay the bills, okay? How much How much you making? You've been here a little bit longer than me. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think salary transparency is, like, super important in the workplace. So, like, I hey, just man, want you cut, to know. Hey, man, cut. Dude, here we go again. I, all this, the, what are the chicks called, mansplaining? Don't talk to me like you know. Just I asked you a question. Quick answers, man. I make six. I make sixteen. Okay. Okay. I'll make it up later. Here's the thing. You got a girlfriend. You got a boyfriend. I know how they do it out here. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess kind of like you. Uh, I, I'm also a little new to the area. Um, my last relationships kind of didn't work out. It was. Uh, Wait, I'm gonna stomp you right there. Do you got like a lisp or something? Because it said like it sounded like you said uh relationships as in more than one plural. Well, I mean, um, I, uh, I do, but uh, only when I'm like a little stressed out, which is, you might've noticed it when you raised your voice at me a little bit earlier. So I'd appreciate if you, uh, hey, are you one of those kids who's like super sensitive? You one of those snowflake kind of kids, bro, this is not uh, going to work out. If you're going to, I'm going to worry about hurting your feelings. I'm going I'm to, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't going to work out. If you keep interrupting me when I try to answer your questions, I am your supervisor and I, you know, the workplace is supposed to be a little bit more professional than that. I'm not against having casual conversations with you, 
but there there needs to be a little bit of respect here, man. What do you know about respect? When I was about I mean, yay tall, my father came up to me. He says, You are you holding your hand exactly where your head is currently. Hey, man, I grew fast, okay? But let's, what do you want me to say? I was in seventh grade? All right, I was in seventh grade. My father came up to me. He says, hey. If you can't get a woman in your life who's going to make at least as much as you, I'm leaving. So I had to go out in freaking primary school. Wait, wait, find wait, wait, a wait. Woman. Uh, I have so many questions. Number one, did your dad threaten to leave you in seventh grade because you didn't have a partner that was contributing an equal amount to the household? Now you wonder why I'm stressed. You're wondering why I'm stressed, man. The pressure okay. on me. Dude, I live in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. It's taking all my money man and i'm over here in this side of the country sending money back to my old lady who won't work and i've been with her since the seventh grade and guess what my father took one look at her says ain't she ain't good enough and he left so i've been out here by myself for like 16 years man it's not working out now i understand that i understand that you're stressed out man and i get it listen I've been seeing this new doctor recently, and she is fantastic. You know, it takes a little bit of time, but eventually you are going to find the right, like, you know, combinations of, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral treatment as well as medicinal treatment. Bro, if you don't learn how to talk faster and get to the point, I swear on my life, I'll be out on the streets looking for a new job tomorrow. You need to cut to the chase, my friend. I am offering you a referral so that you can get combinations, therapy, and med. Hey. Hey, bro. Hey, I just realized. Hey, you cool? Hey, are you cool? Wake up, bro. I'm slapping you in the face. Uh, Get it uh, together, uh, bro. uh, uh, I just want to circle back. I think you might have ignored my question. You said relationships not too long ago. I just want to check up on that. Okay. What's the deal with that? So remember how you said... That your dad came to you with an ultimatum? Yeah, broke well, my heart. I was in kind of like a a polycule, which is when you are dating several people at once and they're all kind of dating each other. It's like a it's a web of relationships. Yeah, you guys and doing so, this on purpose? Or was your yes. lady going around, you know, doing things that you didn't know about? Nah, I like know how it is, pro- man. It's hard out here. It's actually uh, one of the few few polyam relationships that I know of where, like, the four of us were just already friends, and we were all kind of just, like, looking at each other, like, like... Like we had, like maybe we took an edible and we were watching Rick and Morty, and we all kind of looked at each other and we we're just like, you know, this is working for us. Let's um, let's make this permanent. And so that's what we were doing. And then I was given an ultimatum of being like, hey, if you don't pay rent and also give us the six months of rent that you've been skipping, we are going to break up with you. Why in the world would you be skipping out on so many months of rent, bro? Where I come from, I would have been dead in the street the first time. Your family not have money? You can't get help? What's what's the deal, bro? Well, I mean, we don't have money anymore. In fact, I used to be the breadwinner for my family. Um, I used to be, you know, you're probably too old. You don't remember shows. like. like, Call me old one more time, man. I swear to life, I will knock you. But you called yourself an elder to me, so I kind of felt like that was an open invitation. Bro, I don't Um, give open to nobody. I'm like, yo, I swear to and and now we're back. We're back to the situation I was telling us about, where you 
I answer a question for you and you cut me off before I can give the answer. And then you get mad that I'm not answering the question. Listen, man, so I just get- I just remember I was supposed to go to the bathroom like five minutes ago. <laughs> drops gun <laughs> trying to unbutton his pants, I guess. <laughs> So in your head, so in your head, where was that scene taking place? Because I feel like we were in New York, also in SoCal, but also, also at a place where neither of us had been before. So in my head, we were in SoCal. I had joined a job that you were already working at, right? Um, okay. I moved out here for work, and we were working at like a retail, like a like a low, like a hot topic. A Forever 21. No, not even Forever 21. That's too high. We're looking at like Rue, that level. <laughs> okay, basic retail, basic clothing. And I was in your neighborhood. But okay. maybe we were a couple blocks. Maybe you're like a Santa Barbara kind of person. And we're in like West LA or something. I didn't know Santa Barbara was real for a very long time. And just something they have in psych. Yeah, I thought it was one of those <laughs> fictional towns they made up in psych. Yeah. Like uh, Hill Valley and Back to the Future. I thought it was one of those deals. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's Isolated Incidents. It's when we have uh, two characters that are have a deep background in history. And then they just uh, interact in an isolated incident. It'll come back, but that's a new improv segment. Let us know if you like it. Okay, so middle segment. Uh, This is one of my favorites to put together. Uh, This is a segment called Doom to Fail, where I have written a multiple choice quiz for Alex based entirely on knowledge that I am confident that he does not have. And it is up to him to dissect the way I write the question and answers to see if he can, you know, kind of Nancy Drew his way to a correct answer. I'm good. I'm like, I'm bat like a slightly better than average purely because I know you really well. Um, so just in general, I'm going to read the question and then start reading the answers. If okay. you know the answer and don't need the multiple choice, feel free to cut me off. Sure. Which will never happen. <laughs> okay. So I will give you options if you cannot do this, but, um, can you name one tank class hero from overwatch oh i think i can do this okay um, in afghanistan okay um, where i spend a little bit of time right uh in the military we, not in jail right <laughs> um we watched the second season of overwatch League. oh okay um and i only know one tank and that's right okay yeah that's yeah 100 percent. and got in my it, defense yeah. that's the only character i know Period. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, question number two. Yep. What are the elixirs that give you powers in Bioshock? Are they called boosters, vigors, enchantments, or charms? Oh my gosh, this is impossible. Right. <laughs> Read them through one more time. Boosters, vigors. Wait. Okay, when did this game come out, Bioshock? This is a long time 2000. ago, right? 2007. Okay, so boosters would make sense back then. Now it's a little politically charged. <laughs> so boosters is still in the running. Vigors, enhancements. If you came up with that, what a pull. That's either so made up or real. Because that, that's going to be the outlier. What was the third one? Enhancements no, and there's charms. No and charms. Okay, I don't know anything about Bioshock. I feel like charms okay. is more wizard. Three? Okay. And you know what I'm like charms, spells, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bioshock seems more like steampunk, okay. industrial type thing. So I'm going no for that one. Definitely not the third one. Um, boosters or Vigors? I'm going to say Vigors because I don't think you could come up with that. That is correct. It is Vigors. And I knew writing this question, that was how that was exactly how you were going to dissect that. Yeah. And so and so I'm like, I, I there's no other word that is as good as... As Vigors. I'm like, and dude, like, that's hard. And like, and like, Boosters was the closest I could come up with. Like, that had that same kind of like oomph to it. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's tricky. All right. Question three. In Star Trek Discovery, what original series character is given a sibling? Is okay, it- Okay, we're going to need, we're going to need options. Is it Kirk, Scotty, Sulu, or Spock? Well, I only know three of those. Sulu's new to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're all- just for reference, they are all original series characters. Sulu is the one that was played by George Takei. Okay, got you. Uh, Just to help you visualize it. I mean, this is a crapshoot, dude. It is, so, yes. Spock. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to say not. Kirk, because it's the main character. Wait, Star Trek okay. Discovery is the new ones that just came out, right? Yep, approximately. Okay, is this TV show or movies? TV shows. Oh, then I'm so lost. I didn't even know they had new TV <laughs> shows coming out, bro. I thought we were talking movies like with Chris Pine. <laughs> then anything flies, bro. I'm gonna anything go. Anything flies. I think I'm. I think we go. It's gonna be between Spock and uh, Kirk because they're big okay. and people would yep. actually care about siblings, right? Yes. So Sulu didn't even know who he was. Um, and the Irish guy is going to be Scotty. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Straight up cop. I think the thing with uh, Kirk is he's an, he's a human. So I think adding a sibling to him would be uninteresting. We see humans all the time. I think Spock is who I would want to see the sibling. Of. So I'm going to go Spock. You are correct. It is Spock. The the Freaking, who am I, bro? The main the main character of Star Trek Discovery is the adopted sibling of Spock. Wait, is he uh, still like of that species? Uh, so the uh, no, so she. Oh, is so I was a... <laughs> I was right, but for the wrong reason. <laughs> no, yeah, so she was a human that was on Vulcan, and her parents got killed, and so Spock's parents took her in. So she was raised like six years old onward in a Vulcan environment. Yeah, so, she, so right for wrong reasons. I It feels weird that they would add another human when we interact with humans. It's not interesting anymore. Like, add more yeah, aliens. Yeah, sure. So, fix yourselves, Star Trek, I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. Which member of the Bat family wears an almost all-yellow costume? Okay, and so when I, what are we even talking about? This we're talking Batman? about Batman. This is okay, Batman. Gotcha. So, Batman and his extended you know, entourage, they're referred to as the Bat family. Okay. And so... <laughs> Okay. So, and so I'm going to give you four characters and I need you to tell me which of them wears an almost all yellow costume. Okay. Is it? I feel okay. like I, I know enough about, you know, Batman. Okay. I'm going to know a couple of these. Is it Signal? Well, didn't know that one. <laughs> Ooh, as, as soon as you said that, as soon as you said that, I knew. Is it, is it Signal? Spoiler, Drake or Huntress? Okay, Drake. Oh, that's the wrong dude. Okay. Are these all real? <laughs> these are all real. Okay. This is not a good start. No, it's not. Um. So we got Drake, Signal, Huntress. And Spoiler. And Spoiler, bro. 
What? Okay, so I'm going to go Huntress doesn't make sense. Right, because yellow gives you okay. away if you're hunting. Sure, yeah. Some might argue none of this makes sense because the bat family kind of embraces the darkness, but continue. Right. Spo- I mean, the fact that spoiler's real <laughs> means it might be yellow. Drake reminds me, there's another superhero with Drake, right? I'm thinking of Nathan Drake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say no, because Drake doesn't seem... So I'm going to go spoiler signal. They both seem bright, right, for yellow. Yeah. Um, is one of the costumes white? No. Okay, because that would have been a going for signal, because obviously it's bright. I'm going to go signal. It's. I hate how you're doing this. (laughs) I hate how... Because as soon as you said it wasn't white, I'm thinking, well, that would have been signal, would have been white, like the bat signal. But if it's not white, it's got to be yellow, bro. (laughs) What color is spoiler? Um, Like, she has a a more, like, dark purple, kind of, like, black Uh. purple outfit. And then Drake... Is uh w- was a name that Tim Drake went by for a little while, who was one of the Robins. I feel like um, I knew that, but I don't. At the same time, I definitely didn't. <laughs> all right, next question. In yep. Steven Universe, all of the oh, main yes. crystal gems wear what shape somewhere on their outfits? Is it a diamond, a triangle, a star, or a mountain? <sighs> okay, not mountain. Okay. Triangle, star, diamond, huh? Yep. Star's too basic. Okay. Triangle is just nerdy enough, man. It's like one of the <laughs> nerdiest ones. And diamond just seems like a... Uh, what is Steven Universe? Is it a superhero thing? Uh, just... No, it's a, it's an animated show that was on Cartoon Network. I'm going to read you this question one more time, and maybe you can look at these shapes again in a different way. Sure. In, Steven, in Steven Universe, all of the main crystal gems wear what shape crystal. somewhere in their outfit? It's got to be diamond, then. It's a gem. Crystal gem. Okay, yeah, it's a star. (laughs) Well, you got me on that one. It's the only time I've maliciously led you was uh, awry. All right, uh, two more questions. Two more questions. Number one, which eye is my prosthetic one? It's a 50-50 shot. Yep. Now, uh, the problem is, is Mm -hmm. I'm so woke, you're just a regular, able person like the rest (laughs) of us, you know? So okay. I stopped. I forget you lost an eye. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't lose it. It was taken from me, actually. Somebody's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stolen. You weren't consulted. Um, I'm trying to think because you drive, yeah, which would correct. be easier to drive with because we haven't gotten well, in accidents. Okay. Hey, here's what's really going to mess with you. My dad, his prosthetic eye is the other one, and he also drives. Who? So. Which one of you is a better driver? <laughs> This is gonna this is gonna figure stuff out because this is not something you can I, Google. I literally just have to know this. My my dad is a more aggressive driver, and I am a more cautious driver. If that helps. So cautious leads me to believe that the eye you have does not set you up for success with driving. <laughs> I'm gonna say he has his right. Okay, now I'm gonna say yeah, his right is the one he has lost his left. And you're the opposite. You have your left. You lost your right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to forget that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to go through that same line of thinking the next time you ask me. And so whenever I drive people I and they're sitting in the passenger seat, I always have to tell them, hey, if you're talking to me, use your words. Don't gesture because I can't see them. I'll ask yeah. them like, hey, hey, which way do we turn here? And they'll be like, oh, this way. And I'm like, that doesn't help. That's nothing. Right. You can't do that. I just, it makes sense why you'd be cautious because like there's a lot of stuff on the right side. A, a lo- most things. I think it'd be easier if you saw that. Um, 
also i've been around you enough times you'd be like hey you're on the, my blind side i need you to, like i can't see you yeah but i never remember what side that is <laughs> so no all way. right last question last yep. question i'm doing amazing by the you way this are, is the best i've ever frustrating done. it's frustrating um in music theory what is an enharmonic is it two notes that are written differently but represent the same note Oh, is it, that's a good one. Is it an instance when a cadence does not resolve itself before the next cadence starts? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> is it when a motive and a counter motive are perfect inverses of each other? I don't know what or, that means. <laughs> or is it when a song changes from a major to a minor key or vice versa? It's definitely the first one or the last one. It okay. could be the middle, but I have no way of deducing. I feel like you just use... <laughs> Words I don't know. Enharmonic clicked. Um, I'm just, but the last one. I feel like I'm overthinking this. I think I just got to go with my gut because if I don't go with it and I, I'm wrong, then who am I? I'm gonna go with the first one. It is in fact the first one. That's what I'm talking Man. about, boy. That's what I'm talking about. I remember a little bit. I'm frustrated. I'm uh, I'm just frustrated right now. Man, you got me with that star one though, bro. Yeah. I I, I canceled that on out early. <laughs> I, I had some more. Like, I was going to make you list all the stats in D&D, and I knew you weren't going to get that. So just yeah, to save us time, I kind of skipped it. That's literally impossible. I, I mean, I, I know a couple that I could make I mean, up. there's six. There's six. Oh, that's not a lot. Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay, yes. Um, I'm going with ones that I, I'm going to start with what I know. For sure. For sure. I feel like okay. charisma is well, one said, of them. Okay, you said what I know, and then you led with I feel like. I so immediately maybe you lost aren't it. Because the, <laughs> the first two that came to my mind, one was charisma and one was lockpicking. And then you said there was only six. And I'm like, well, lockpicking <laughs> wouldn't be one of the six. Okay, I'm going charisma. Okay. Okay, well, I'm thinking P- roll for luck seems like one of them, but I'm not going to say that yet. L- roll for uh, dexterity. Okay. Or... Or agility is one of those two. Can I can okay. I get a pass if it's one of those? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Roll for strength, power. Okay. No, that's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then smarts, and that's all I got. That one I'm good. That okay. So. And then and then the, luck. Roll for luck. Oh, so uh, it is. And then stealth. Okay. So power constitute or so strength. It's it's officially titled strength. Okay. Constitution. I don't know dexter- what. Constitution is generally what goes into your health, your HP, okay. and sure. how you can withstand poisons and whatnot. Gross. Um, dexterity. Nailed it. And then intelligence, then wisdom. Don't know what those are. What's the difference? I know what they are in real life, but what's in the in this game? So intelligence is a lot of like uh, book st- book smart stuff. Like wizards uh, use intelligence for their magic because okay. they have to use books to do their magic, okay. and then wi- and then wisdom is your more kind of like street smart stuff. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the last I think one we is- should replace that one with either luck or stealth. Both of those. And then cooler. the <laughs> and then the last one is charisma. Yeah, charisma is first thing that came to mind because I feel like that's in memes. Like and this a lot guy of has one hundred charisma <laughs> and then zero something else. Um, but I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. So that that was uh, this week's impossible or uh, doomed to fail. I love um, it when you do them, dude. I love it when you do them. It's just <laughs> so fun for me. All right, Alex. What's our one hit? Our one hit is called Street Craig. Um, um, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the office prison, Mike. I am. <laughs> I have pulled six words from Urban Dictionary. We'll see if you do better than 50%. If you can't, 
you can redeem yourself with a random word from Urban Dictionary, which we know could be anything. It could be the name of somebody. And if you get that one right. And here's the thing. (laughs) Urban Dictionary, notoriously inappropriate. So I'm sure I'm going to have a great time editing this. To be honest with you, I pulled just common slang that we, as older people, may or may not get. So the first one, starting off strong, is based. What does based mean? Based. And here's the thing with slang is sometimes it's difficult to articulate. But It's a word we don't have a word for. Yeah. So based is when someone, I'm going to say like represents kind of like the societal consciousness. And so like based is someone who like consistently has the right opinion on things is Um, how I'm going to put it. I'm going to, I'll take it. Um, the short answer is the opposite of cringe. Someone, okay. it's just like, yeah, but it's when someone, a word used when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being themselves. So okay. like courageous, unique, or not caring what other things. It's just purely extremely themselves. It can be used for okay. hot takes, but it's, it's on brand. So that's based. I'll accept okay. it. I'm going to, I'm going to say I got there in the end. I took a roundabout uh, way, but I got there. Here's an easy one. Cap. Uh, what is a lot. cap? A falsehood. Yes. Not true. Yep. The technical definition for Urban Dictionary is the word lying, but built different. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Next one is glizzy. Glizzy? Glizzy. Is that not slang for a wiener? Can it be more specific? Male genitalia? That is incorrect. It is a hot dog. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Glizzy is a a literal hot dog. Hold on. I'm 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 going to Urban Dictionary right now and I'm gonna sure. vindicate myself. Because okay, hold on. I'm not vindicating myself. Hold on. <laughs> it's literally because, a hot dog. <laughs> because I okay, here here because Because you thought I, if you go to the second definition of glizzy, it that's you. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, the 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 this mm-hmm, Yep, that is correct. All right, let's move on. So that's uh you uh two for one right now. Next one is Hold on, you say this wrong. By the way, you say this wrong. Oh, I, I know I'm you're two and one, yeah. not two for I'm one. Two for th- I'm two for three. You're two for three. You're two and one. Yeah. Okay, fit. Uh, outfit, Your how you look. Okay, your I'm going to use it in a sentence because okay. that is correct, but not the one I'm, that's not the first thing that comes up when you do uh, Urban Dictionary. Um, Billy is so fit. Is it just like another slang for like attractive? Yeah, it's British version of hot. Uh, yeah. That girl's fit. All right. So these last two are washed because you already got three. Eight. Oh, it's like, like she ate, bro. Yeah. Like it's like she killed it. She did a good job. Like she she nailed it. You used it. You, you uh, you this is a definitely like a black phrase. This is black culture. And yeah. you your definition well, I was it. only white words because yeah. the definition is basically means someone did that. Which is another black word, but yeah, okay, I know what, yeah. I know what you meant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's a wash. Um, a wash? and the last one is blueprint. Like, uh, I would say like textbook definition is 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 something you mean that I would equate bl- it to. It, what does that mean? I don't know. It, it, they're synonyms, right? So like, blueprint means what an actual blueprint is. Like it's there's no slang behind it. It is no. It is. I'm saying that like if you were to describe like, oh, this is what she did. 
textbook manipulator actions right there. Um, you like you would describe that same person as like, oh, my ex girlfriend, she was the blueprint for manipulating for like a manipulative ex. Like I'm gonna go she... no for this original definition. I don't think you're getting closer. It's when someone is like the original design. So like this girl or this guy is the blueprint. This is this person is never. I've never seen this before. They're the original. Not this person is textbook. This person like is one of a kind. They're the blueprint. Everyone else is. I'm going to I'm going to accept not accepting the point, but <laughs> I'm going to accept not accepting the point. <laughs> yeah. But I know for a fact that I see the way I described it used in the wild. Yeah, well, this is Urban Dictionary. That's the game. Now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The pinnacle of language right there. Hate so, to tell you, bro. Oh, man. The holy Bible of how we as humans speak We're not, Urban we're, you Dictionary. Know what? We'll go to the bonus round. I'm so round. sorry for defiling we're gonna go, you. You got, you got three for sure. Two on the fence. One, not at all. We'll, this will do a winner take all. We're doing the random round. I won't even have you describe it. Just use it in a sentence correctly. Are you ready? This is going to be I know, freaking okay. impossible. And here's the thing. I know this is this is not fair because currently, currently on, on Urban Dictionary, they do like a definition of the day, yep. right? The current definition of the day is LGBTQ, which is a delicious sandwich <laughs> containing lettuce, guacamole, bacon, tomato, and quantum physics. So... <laughs> I'm going to say the bar is not low. The bar isn't there. Someone forgot to bring the bar. The bar is currently in someone's pickup that's at their stepmom's house. And it's not there in, you know, they don't have custody this weekend. Okay. Okay. So, here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a word. You don't need to describe what it is. Just use it correctly in a sentence. Sure. Why not? Fried owl. Okay. The thing is. Like most of these are like sex positions. So the the easiest way for me to win this game in a sentence is be like, man, you won't believe what happened last week. Her and I totally did the fried owl together. Is that your final answer? Yes, that's my final answer. The state that one finds themselves when faced with seemingly insurmountable stress due to negligence on their part. For example, Jack, there's an exam tomorrow. I didn't even open the textbook. Jill looks like you're a fried owl. That so one, that, that is, that is such a. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this thing riled me up. Ooh, I don't know why I feel this way. Ooh, uh, you okay. know why? You know why? It's because I got one, two sucker punched so hard this week. Where I'm like, you know, I really enjoy making these doomed to fail quiz, Alex aces it and then he's like hey here's a bunch of slang terms that i knew and used in an acceptable fashion and alex is just like mm, i don't know if i'll accept that listen so bro, i want to we'll say, let the audience we'll let the audience we'll let the audience decide whether or not they would have taken your points we they heard everything need to stop coming up with games where the points are subjective <laughs> yes. okay because the there's only the two point. of us and neither of us are unbiased so we'll just let the audience decide we'll let them know whether or not your points count maybe you're gonna lose points maybe they wouldn't even taken the points i gave you so audience write your senator or whatever okay yeah what else have you been watching <laughs> dude i just finished season four of archer which a lot of people say is the last good season yeah they say the first also, three are good four is okay and i just started five which everyone says this is where i fell off um are you at you, the point where he owns the agency yet this is the point where um they just got busted um for essentially operating illegally and now they have to re 
they have to go to other matters to financially provide for them. This is also where Pam's character goes through a serious change, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, that whole Pam arc, like, actually... I'm not spoiling anything, because it's season five. I want to give people a chance. But, like, this is where people go, this is where, this is definitely where it falls off. Yeah, I was not a fan of Pam's character at all. Just, and, which is weird, because she is, like, the main comedic, you know, she's the female lead in Mm -hmm. Archer. Yeah, it's, Um, on paper, it's Lana, but for humor, it's all Pam and Carol. Cheryl. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, heaven forbid I was contributing to the joke. God. I can never tell. No, I'm just um, yeah. And I, and I just preferred, you know, Carol Cheryl a little bit better. Um, right. But yeah, I, I, I remember still liking the show up to this point where when you reach season four and five of a show, it's all character based. Yeah. Because yeah. We, we, it's just like we know these characters. Let's just see how they interact in a different situation. I'm interested to see if you end up make. Not that I'm doubting you at all. I'm interested to see if you make it all the way to the the, the currently airing stuff. I will purely because like I'm just a completionist. I did it with the blacklist, which was straight garbage and had hour long episodes and had 24 episodes a season. Yeah, sure, sure. So sure. if I can do that, it's really fortified who I am as a person. Like if I can do that, I can do anything. Um, so we'll see. I think it's gonna be interesting. I like it. I like the characters. I'm here. F- I like everyone but Mallory. I like everybody but Mallory. So it's easy. Yeah. Mallory is one of those characters that I think is written for us to dislike. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. And so she's she's really good at that. Shout out. Shout out Jessica Walter. Rest in peace. Sure. That's pretty um, much all I've been watching. I've, I haven't watched any movies. So I have started playing Cuphead, which is like an old, I want to say old. It's like a 2016. Funny, you should mention that. I just watched an episode of the show Cuphead for the first time this weekend. Yeah. And so Cuphead is like this 2016, 2017 uh, platformer shooter where the selling point is it has this beautiful, like, uh, old 1930s rubber hose animation style. And all the bosses have these really unique designs to them. And uh, every fight feels different and fresh. And the other selling point is that it's hard as balls. Yeah, dude. I've only heard horrible things. Like, people quit the game. It's too hard. It's one of those, like, Dark Souls-level <laughs> masochist bash your head against a wall until you beat the boss kind of hard. And I've been playing it for about a week now and I'm on like the final few sequences. I think I'm on like the penultimate boss and the penultimate boss is you have to fight up to, you have to fight like a minimum of four bosses in a row and then you fight the real big boss and i'm just like mm, i it, it's so frustrating but it's also so satisfying to beat those bosses mm-hmm. and so now i'm like slowly unlocking these parts in my brain where it's like i know what i like a dark souls game i'm like yeah, man. is it, it, is, it breeds is cup, resilience is cuphead my gateway drug into into other you know bash my head against the wall games and then you know i say this i did play all of the halos on legendary this year so like maybe the, 2022 is just the year i play games in a way that they're not meant to be played 
Right, man. We're gonna we're gonna be having a Splinter Cell review later this year. Then, um, oh, yeah, for dude. Sure. For those of you who don't know Cuphead, it looks like Mickey Mouse animation, but like in a fever dream. Like it's a, a whole thing's a trip. Yeah. So the plot of the game is we act is the the Cuphead brothers accidentally gambled too much money at the Devil's Casino and yep. now has to pay off their debt by uh basically uh getting the souls of other people that owe the devil money. And so everybody's an anthropomorphic, you know, cup or talking dice. You know, there's a the the uh, there's a character named King Dice who in the show is voiced by Wayne Brady. Wow. And, uh yeah, it's just like this super it's one of those shows where you can walk away from that and be like, what drugs were they on to make something like this? It's super imaginative. And uh, if you're not interested in the game, the show is at least worth watching for the artistic value. Sweet, man. That's awesome. Um, have you yeah. watched anything else or played anything? Nope, else? That's it. That's it. Sweetness. Well, that concludes our episode of Who Am I? Some other random stuff we do every week. And I'm going to call it, most of the time we say this after we're done recording. This episode's a certified banger, bro. <laughs> this one's a good one. I would recommend you send this to people. But anyway, you know how to close this. I don't. Okay, next week we are watching Rush Hour. Uh, yep. I've never seen it. And so. it's, um, I've, I've, I own it, and I love it. So I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to watch it as well. But that's next week's problem. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.